0: And welcome to Inverticast. I am Leah. And with me is Simon from the Mantis Garden. And today we have special guests, April and Sam, who run Eight-Legged Adventures together. Hello, April and Sam.
1: Hi. It's just glad to be here with you guys today.
0: Yay. Oh, we're (laughs) super stoked to have you on the show. Absolutely. Um, So you guys breed and sell tarantulas, yeah?
1: Yeah. yes it's our uh our our hobby that some people find a little strange <laughs> That's for
0: sure i think that i think it's wonderful actually and i i know that i first met you guys at an expo i think it was a show me snakes one up yeah. in loveland
1: no i think uh, it was the um i think it was the repticon was down in, uh, it? in aurora? yeah in aurora
0: yeah oh okay well either way it was um yeah. <laughs> it was really great
2: where's aurora to... uh,
0: aurora it's the east side uh, of denver
2: yeah there you go yeah it's still it's okay. still
0: part of denver and like you know the, the metro area if you will
2: yeah um okay, i was here for the stupid questions didn't
0: I? <laughs> <laughs> not at all simon you're i mean you're in manchester how how are you supposed to know <laughs>
2: yeah. but you've got one so you know it could get yeah. confusing <laughs>
0: Oh, but yeah, no, uh, I remember that show. It was wonderful. You guys actually gave me a Salmopus erminia, who is still obviously doing wonderfully and actually about the size of a 50 cent piece now. So um, awesome. And I. Yeah. Oh, they're such an awesome species. Like they grow like little weeds. Oh, yeah. I love it. Love it.
1: Well, one kind of cool thing about the uh, their them is that they actually have capsaicin in their venom. So, like, oh, like really? what makes like a jalapeno spicy? That's that's the active ingredient in their venom. Yep, that's kind wow. of wow. Cool. Yeah,
0: I honestly didn't know that.
1: Yeah, that, that that's one cool thing about them.
3: Yeah, that that whole family actually has it in it. So, yeah. any, anything in the solenius family, they have capsaicin in their venom. So.
1: We call them spicy tarantulas. Yeah, they're spicy. They are
0: spicy, (laughs) quite literally spicy. I love it. (laughs) How funny is that? Like, I had no idea that that uh, was was a property of their venom. How interesting. Well,
1: different tarantulas, you know, they have different venoms, you know, and different active ingredients and stuff. And I I over here in America, the New World tarantulas, they tend to have a lot lighter venom. Mm -hmm. and um that's when you tend to find things like capsaicin or you know people equate it to being like a bee sting most of the time they're talking about uh new world is what they call it new world right
0: okay all right well i've got um i go ahead i'll go ahead and start us off with our first question so I want to know how did you guys get started breeding tarantulas and like where did eight legged adventures come from
1: <laughs> that, that'd be my little brain child right there <laughs> yeah so um I've, I've always liked tarantulas since I was a kid like I was that kid that was you know at, at the schoolyard I was playing in the bush you know looking at the tarantulas you know ca- or looking at spiders and stuff and ants and capturing them and stuff and I've just always had a fascination with insects i mean just in general insects arachnids everything and so um as i got older of course you know and my you know i actually had my own money to go buy my own things and stuff i we started getting some tarantulas and then from there we got even more and then it was like i think we can you know turn this into a little a little side business for us and so that's how everything started and then we went back and forth on a name for a while and then I think actually you came up with the name Eight Legged Adventures.
3: I I actually don't remember.
1: I don't remember who came up. Because I was knows? I was
3: reading through the questions you'd sent over, and that was one of them. And I was like, uh, where did we come up with that name?
1: Because remember we were troubleshooting for a while. Like we had different different things that we thought about. You know, just different different names and stuff. And it yeah. seems like a lot of people you'll see them. They'll just put like their name for like their business. You know, it's like oh yeah ed's exotics or something you know and I, was...
0: i'm guilty i'm so guilty of that because i'm tarantula yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. and then the...
1: <laughs> but but I don't know. To, to, to me that's clever i don't know to, i find that clever you know but i mean just like we kind of wanted to do something that was a little bit different you know i'm kind of
0: oh i appreciate that though i mean i i love <clears> that you <throat> i love that you came to the name eight-legged adventures because essentially that is what it is for me like um a little tiny bit of background on me i got into tarantulas uh after i basically got over my fear of spiders in general oh Um,
3: yeah i was i was terrified of spiders
0: too right (laughs) yeah i i mean a good majority of my life i was terrified of of spiders and you know (laughs) like needlessly afraid of little house spiders and stuff like that and um once i learned about them then i became more fascinated and then as you said it you just get one after another and you just kind of it goes from there and now i have 76 i believe (laughs) and then (laughs) i mean and that's including like true spiders and um other other inverts like that so i of course you know but
2: if i can squeeze it in yeah do you have true spiders or do you just Go for tarantulas. But you been called Eight-Legged like eight Adventures? Does that include all spiders, or uh, just tarantulas?
3: No. So we we only do tarantulas right now. But I think it was more of a like we don't have time to do everything sort of thing. And um, a lot of like true spiders, they're not um, I don't know hunted to the point of being endangered. I guess. Yeah. Whereas a lot That's of tarantula true. species are more on that end.
1: Yeah, so. pretty much anything that's a pokey is um either endangered or critically endangered right yeah. now.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, the pokies are in serious trouble for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And, well, in the wild. Yeah. Thankfully yeah. in the hobby they're they're uh, they're thriving.
3: <laughs> well, they say there's more aposetherias uh, in captivity than there are in the wild. Mm-hmm. So, it's like we've reached this tipping point where we know people are still taking them from the wild, which is like, at this point, it's completely illegal. Yeah. Um, and they're still being put into a pet trade because they're they're really pretty. <laughs> but um, yeah. it, it's just not, like, it's not a sustainable thing to do. So right. we end up with tarantula species that are just really, they're getting taken out. Like, that's the same thing that happened with the rose hair used to be one of the most common tarantulas in the trade uh-huh. now they're
0: like hundreds of dollars for a little tiny sling and well yeah because they're they're just so endangered in the wild and exactly. they take forever to grow yes, <laughs>
1: yes. anything oh, yes. in the grandma's stolen family takes forever oh, to grow.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> facts right <laughs> for sure yeah. um yeah i actually i agree i i feel it, it, that is actually something that i thought about doing i have been wanting to help Breed to keep uh, species like in the hobby and to kind of hopefully like uh, contribute to reducing them being caught in the wild and like brought out. Um, it's just really hard to breed here in the States because we are so spread out. And, you know, if you if you're if you have a male, a lot of times, sometimes people will just take your mail and like run off or like mm-hmm. not not split the sack with you and things like that so it can be really frustrating so i can understand why you would just go into business with yourself and and do it that way so i have a lot of respect for you guys and what you're doing and um you know contributing to the hobby because it's it's important it's important work
1: well and i mean we we do have some people that uh like here you know there's there was a gentleman we actually just traded some tarantulas for for some of his males Hmm. but he was wanting to go in on the sack and stuff and I'm st- I mean assuming we get a sack I'll still give him some but I of actually course, I actually just traded him just and tarantulas that he actually wanted for what he had because then I told him I was like I would just feel horrible if you know I put your male on there my female's like oh dinner time you know and you know, <laughs> horrible or something you know or the yeah. sack the sack you know mom doesn't t- doesn't want it doesn't take care of it it just you know dies essentially I mean there's a lot yeah. of things that can happen when you're breeding and i just oh, yeah. you know i mean i would straight let him know that and i was like that's why i'd rather trade for these than than try to split a sack or anything because i don't know what could possibly happen with this yeah so, you know,
0: that's so. pretty smart i um i have a bonatina Menax actually at the moment who he just matured about a month and a half ago so he's like a fresh male so if you want to trade for <laughs> for that species i would be happy to but um i digress i apologize
1: for that. no 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 worries i think actually our next one that we're going to breed we have a uh, male and a female rose here oh cool and we're going to be trying to pair those guys next we also have we're waiting for our, our female uh Positheria metallica to molt and then we have awesome. a male ready to roll with her and yeah. then we are trying to get a let sack we're actually currently sitting on one like the sack is sitting in there yeah and so we're we're kind of hoping to see what happens with that and then what was the other thing there was one more thing that we were uh
0: h poultry
3: oh yeah
1: we have an h poultry piece mail uh, oh and the and the pumpkin patch yep and we have a pumpkin patch male that we're going to be trying to breed to all
0: of those are amazing species i would absolutely love an h poker because i currently don't have one in my in you know my collection um i, I had two mature males at one point and mm-hmm. um, you know how it is with mature males they just don't yep. last as long um, it's like
3: it's like your worst nightmare when you when you buy two of a species and you're like oh, i love these guys and then they both turn out to be male and you're like
1: to find a home for them or yeah.
0: right yeah so, so I, I... Si- simon did you have a question for sam and april
2: I didn't the a question. What I was finding was, was a lot of similarities between the breeding of the spiders and the mantis. Mm-hmm. Well, You've got the problem was like I like, for instance, I kept sixteen of one species last last year, and they're all adults now. And they're all female. Oh no! <laughs> I didn't get a single male out of out of sixteen oh, of them. Oh my god! Oh, no. to look for a male and hope somebody's got a mature male of oh that species at the right time. That's yeah. insane. And then you've got to say the same as you because we have the same problem, I could put them together and she could eat his face off. So you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. the same problem. Hey, oh and wow. again, same with the exact same about the exact point. <laughs> they could play an oof and the youth dry up or whatever oh. or got healthy you know, I if I neglected it. So we've got exactly the same problems. I, I, that's why I was smiling at it. It wasn't particularly a question. It was just being aware of the problems you have are the same as mine. You know, yeah. different different book, but same exact same problems. I think mantis and Tarantulas are the only real two where you have all those problems. Yeah, the others are pretty you know, like isopods, whatever assassin bugs, stick insects, all those sort of other arthropods don't mm-hmm. have the same issues as mantis and tarantulas are. All spiders in general. You know, I, uh,
1: people, people often ask about that, like, you know, wh- wh- why do you think the males get eaten? And to me, it kind of makes sense from a survival point when you think about it, because the female is going to go lay an egg sack and she's going to need all the protein that she could possibly get.
3: That's you true. Know? And,
1: and in my mind, I kind of see it as a really good survival strategy, you know, and it, just the way that I look at it. I mean the male's going to die anyways you know most likely because he's not going to be able to molt because he has his hooks or most of the time or whatever you know
0: yeah the embele
1: yeah and so i kind of find it like a really really smart survival strategy like if you actually look at it like if you take any kind of humanity out of it and you just look at it from like pure survival it makes a lot of sense you know? i
0: agree i mean i think that i think simon's right and i think you're right sam that you know the female is just going to need a lot more Protein than what she already has. So she's going to need those extra nutrients and whatnot to be able to make that egg sac and develop those babies. um So, yeah, makes sense.
3: Yeah, yeah. I get it. At least we're not all into breeding octopuses because the female dies in that one. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I, I, True, I had, right? <laughs> uh, we actually had a uh, ghost mantis for a little bit. He was pretty cool.
3: Yeah. I loved his uh, little wizard hat.
1: Yeah, he had this like little wizard hat because you know, it was all like like yeah. that. Oh, he was funny. He, he was a Yeah. I've got i got over a hundred behind me here.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh Simon Simon has probably every species of, of mantis you could possibly have.
2: Just and... the right.
0: <laughs> only Yeah, it's awesome. I'm always always jealous uh, because it's funny because I had a ghost mantis as well. Like for me, you know, I don't know if, if you guys feel this way too, but like, there's kind of a, like a myth or like a, what is it? Like folklore in the hobby to where like everybody has that one species of something that they just can't keep because they kill them constantly or whatever. You know what I mean? (laughs) And so for me, and the mantises it's ghost mantises like i cannot keep ghost mantises alive for the life of me um and simon laughs at that because he's like how
2: how
3: <laughs> yeah we had our ghost mantis for a while but it, it ended up being a male so of course he ended up dying off but
1: yeah we just walked in yeah. there and it was just laying there like oh, and i was like oh man this yeah <laughs> so, um but uh yeah we, for us the thing we can't keep is uh jungle scorpions for some other reason like I, I started trying to keep a few scorpions and i
0: yeah
1: i cannot keep a jungle a jungle scorpion alive for nothing i don't know what it is <laughs> i just it's it's crazy and i try i try so hard i'm like oh yeah. this one's
2: gonna make it and right. i do? <laughs> no I'm just, I'm...
0: go ahead simon i'm sorry hun
2: that, that's sort of genius I think
1: the last the, the last the last one that i got that i couldn't keep was a emperor scorpion Oh okay I was just trying like a basic trying to get into scorpions a little bit more and i just i just could not keep them alive over anything and then i tried it again and i had the same thing happen and i don't know if it's something to do with like maybe i'm putting too much humidity in there so i tried to huh. put it less and then it still just croaked over <laughs> and I it's just like i don't i don't know what i'm doing wrong here so i just i just stopped i was like i'm not gonna keep killing animals, you know, this is right?
0: A- yeah, it's, yeah, I get it. I get it. Also, for me, I have a tarantula species that I have never been able to keep successfully, and that would be the Seriocosmus elegans. So oh. the um, the one everybody loves, you know, the tarantula with the little heart, but the dwarf species. Mm-hmm.
2: I- <laughs> I'll show you what lights are yeah. <laughs> later. Right.
3: We've, uh, we've got a very similar species. uh uh-huh. um, they're
1: uh, you're talking about the that's the let'sies, is it? No, yeah, the yeah, C yeah. The Letzies. Letzies. yeah the C, I, C I can't Letzies, pronounce C the Letzies. first
3: name, um, for that one, but the C let'sies they look super similar to them, yeah, they do. And we actually went back and forth on what we wanted to buy when we went and purchased them because there was like three of them that looked really similar, and we yeah. just happened to
0: pick the let'sies, but yeah. Um, I mean, they've been doing really well. Yeah. yeah. I, I love my serial Christmas leedsy I have one and I'm fairly certain it's a female. It's it's definitely showing more female attributes. Um but awesome, awesome little tarantula and I've I haven't had any trouble with her at all. So yeah. Oh,
1: yeah. I don't yeah. know what
0: it is about the elegance.
1: <laughs> the males the males in that species are kinda of crazy. They just they're so fast and all they oh. want to do is run. Like Anytime I open up the cage, I'm like, hey, little buddy, would you like something to eat? And he's just doing laps, <laughs> just going crazy. <laughs> I'm like, oh, whoa, calm down, you know? <laughs> That's funny. Yeah,
3: the, the one species we've been super unlucky with um, for tarantulas is the Togo Starburst baboon. Uh, really? Yeah. Ordered, yeah, no, it's like we've ordered like 10 of them at this point. Is and that,
0: We've got three, I think. The uh, uh HMAC or HMAC. the HMAC, yeah. yeah. HMAC, yeah. Heter- is it heterotheli or is it uh histocrates? Uh,
1: maculata. She does a lot better with that. I barely I speak think English for it. So.
3: the histocrates. <laughs> I could be wrong on that, so don't quote me, but Right, me too. I don't reason, know. <laughs> For whatever reason, whenever we like order those um from um a company or anything like that because we like we've been trying to start a breeding program with them huh. anytime we order them like three of them arrive dead one of them will just oh, kill no. over on us, so they all die within like
0: a week of us get, getting them and i don't know why well I've, I've noticed something with baboon tarantulas here in denver um is that if it does get too cold and they aren't like, if they're not warm enough or insulated enough and stuff, they, they'll they just perish. They'll just die. Well, so that's uh, not even the
3: problem that we have. We keep all of our tarantulas in um, a, greenhouse. a greenhouse. Oh, so yeah. there's okay. a heat lamp in there, and then we keep a couple of live plants to give them some, like, fresh oxygen and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and they're, like, one of the only species that we really, truly struggle to keep alive. And, and that's we, so interesting.
1: Here in Colorado, I mean, we're a higher desert. You know we actually when our snow melts we have something called pre, pre-evaporation happen where like 30 percent of the snow melt will actually just evaporate before it becomes water I mean, that's how dry it can get here so i mean here we find it easier because if you put if you have a greenhouse you can actually control the humidity inside of there like especially sure. for you know you're more water dependent species oh yeah they, they do they they thrive inside of there because we were having some issues with some of them where like it'd be a really rough molt for them you know and like no matter what you do it's just it's hard for them because they're just used you know where they come from it's like 80 percent humidity oh
0: yeah right (laughs) right so
1: the greenhouse definitely we we definitely it made life a lot easier after we got that greenhouse
0: awesome awesome i like that so simon what are you okay like i just saw you spit something out or something are you
2: okay (laughs) no i didn't actually no it was uh i the mantis it was I don't know where it came from. It just caught up my neck. And I just felt it on my neck. <laughs> Sorry, it's
0: like, my... hello, friend. <laughs> yeah,
2: I mean, he tried it looks the same. Hour, so, yeah. It, was, I didn't... it surprised me. <laughs> that's oh, that's...
0: my goodness. I didn't even see the mantis. That was <laughs> it's
2: funny. I, was I just saw you like.
3: <laughs> I thought you were trying to do like a magic trick because it looked like you were like pulling it out of your mouth or
0: something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay so since we were talking about species specific stuff do you guys have a favorite species and if you do um what is it
1: <laughs> I, i'm really getting fond of the M for oh yeah they are awesome like keeping a communal of those guys it is it that is awesome like i it is really cool like i recommend if you're if anybody's really into the hobby get a community get a communal of yeah. the M for you it is it's so much fun like
0: now that's something that I definitely want to do I um I actually have three if they're not I have one that's like I'm pretty sure she's mature finally um another one who I'm just not sure of but they're getting there if you will and then I have a mature male um who has been kicking for like a year and a half and so I have these three adults obviously and i really want to set up a communal i think that would be really cool i just need to get me you know a good size like 10 gallon or whatever um you, and you all that stuff
3: yeah, smaller than you think
1: yeah you gotta start them in a communal when they're when they're still slings
0: yeah. oh really so i couldn't yeah. put slings in with the adults they would just eat each other um, i wouldn't recommend
3: i wouldn't it.
1: i wouldn't try that so yeah. we actually oh. put a mail uh because we, we when we went to uh Our normal place that we go to get crickets and stuff um Uh we actually we actually put a male into our communal because we were there's a lot of females in our little communal that we have there yeah like he never like he never actually went into their burrows like their little you know how they make the intricate little web holes and stuff
0: right
1: yeah he never actually went into the burrows with them and i think it was because the females didn't let him in there you know yeah. because they were like you know no you stay out like you're not you're not part of the family kind of thing
3: it, oh, okay. because there was another male in there um but i mean when you've got like an established uh tarantula they have a uh-huh. whole harder time like actually joining a community then Interesting. Uh, because they'll try and claim their territory and everything like that and they'll just end up fighting over space mm-hmm. um, right. you do it when they're young they're actually a lot of tarantulas will stay together for a short time when they're young, even if they're not a communal species. Wow. Um, and they sort of like fend for themselves a little bit within that. But the one thing that's like really different about the ML foray is that they will genuinely hunt together. So, wow. um, when they're, when they're small, you can actually give them prey items that are larger when they're together. So, um, but, I, w- I wouldn't recommend trying to start a communal after you've already had them separate. Yeah. Okay.
1: Um, and whenever you start the communal, um, you actually wanna put them in something that almost seems like it's too small for them. Because okay. you want them to get used to being on top of each other. You want them to get used to touching one another. You know right. what I mean?
0: Okay, that makes sense, absolutely. Yeah.
1: And then, because a lot of people, they'll put them in too big of a cage, but then they can actually claim territory within the cage. Right. Not forced to actually you know, habitate together. So people are like, oh, you can't keep them communally. Most of the time it's because they're giving them too much room and they never have to get used to touching one another and being next to one
0: another. Okay, so that makes a lot of sense. I appreciate all that. Thank you, guys. Mm-hmm. Um, so do you have a favorite species to breed?
1: So, yeah. so far, I, I, th- I think the letsies were awesome to breed. They, she, they were just so nice about it. Um, I actually, him. on our uh, TikTok, you can actually see the male. He comes up and he just kind of gives his little tippy taps of love, and the Aww. female is just so receptive of it, you know. And it was it was awesome. Like I said, they're they're awesome to breed. They're easy to breed. I think the dwarf species in general are a little bit more relaxed, you know. And in, in just my opinion. I don't know. I guess everybody has their own opinions. You know. So. I mean- no,
0: I would agree with that. I like the dwarf species. Like they they can be kind of flighty, but for the most part they're they're pretty chill laid back. Like you could just sit there and stare at them for whatever and they'll just kinda hang and you know <laughs> yeah,
1: and they're not as flighty, you know. Like, yeah, it, yeah. It can be, but I like I noticed a lot of them, like especially with um uh, um oh the golds that we got. Yeah. So they say those are another good one.
0: Yeah, I, yeah. I recommend those. The um the neo neo holofele inse?
1: Yeah, yeah, I was trying to think of how to say that first word. I always just say N N C. Yeah, I, it's tricky. I, yeah, I I I I struggle just talking. Like I don't know. When I was growing up, I had like dyslexia and stuff, so I, I struggled with English when I was growing up. And I just struggle just talking in general. Let alone trying to say some really crazy long names. Normally, I let her handle all that.
0: Well, <laughs> that's, that's okay. That
3: like is a struggle to say. But um, those guys were actually super easy to breed. Um, there are another species that will cohabitate together.
0: Um, Okay.
3: So, like, we put our male in with a female. Um, At some point, uh, he had gone in and got her, and then she just, like, wept herself off. And we came back a week later. He was still alive, perfectly fine, well, and took him out. And there's no issues with that. So they were, like, the easiest ones of all of them. Yeah. Because the... um, The sea, let's see, the female did try to eat the male, but we managed to save him. So there's that, but I mean, we haven't bred a whole lot of tarantulas and Uh a lot of the other ones that we've done have been arboreal. Okay. So they're much more flighty, a lot faster than ground dwellers. So,
1: well, the, we also bred OBTs. Oh yeah, we we didn't breed
3: OBT's we sent.
1: We sent Someone a male to sacrificed. his, yeah, he, he got messed oh. up. Our female was not having any of that. She was just boom. I was like, yeah, whoa, now, poor dude, we, <laughs> like.
3: We have uh, two females um, for the, the orange baboon and tarantula. And okay. um, one of them is super relaxed, really nice. Like she cohabitated with a male for like two weeks. Um, wow. we came back, totally thought the male would be dead and he yeah. was perfectly fine and well um we put that same male in with another female um and she ate him within like 15 seconds
1: yeah she was just on top of him Yep, it was crazy so wow yeah. wow <laughs> yeah, well, that's cause...
0: spectacular though that sounds pretty awesome like amazing tarantula behavior right yeah. it, it's wild how different they can get between individuals so mm-hmm.
1: i actually had a that female no 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 it's not. Yeah, yeah. yeah i think it is that female yeah. was actually on the side of my face one time oh, that wow. was a scary moment for me because i mean <laughs> you know the obts they kind of get a, a reputation you know
0: they get a rep yeah
1: yeah that was a I, moment.
0: <laughs> i honestly don't feel like they really deserve their reputation because if you provide them what they need like you know a deep enough substrate plenty of things to anchor Upon, upon you know for their webbing and whatnot then it, it, they're not as spicy as everybody likes to think and you know they're just flighty they're, they're flighty well
1: really, <laughs> oh, we have one I, I i kind of feel like tarantulas are kind of like people in some aspects some of them they are, are.
0: Just mean,
3: yes. some
1: people are just mean some tarantulas are just me yeah. <laughs> you know, like that's kind of how i, I feel about that because one of our OB- true. Teams, you, i you agree have,
0: they definitely have like their own you know, kind of quirky personalities. Sometimes they're just spicy for no reason, no good reason, you know? Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Cause uh one of our females, like you open that up, the one that attacked the male right away.
0: She, uh-huh. as soon as
1: you open it up, she comes out and she's just threat posturing, just ready for it. And oh not, man. not just raising legs. I'm talking legs and fangs, like just like yeah, try me. Yeah. You know?
3: She'll she'll actually like throw herself on her back really dramatically. <laughs> um and it's it's funny because we'll open it up to go feed her, she'll like throw herself on the back be really upset and then we'll like <laughs> the cricket in her mouth and she'll grab it and be like all right I guess we're cool and walk away you know
0: yeah but, they're but such just, drama queens I do love how yeah. dramatic they are some of them yeah but um,
3: yeah the OBT's I would say are more dramatic than anything I mean mm-hmm. I
1: don't know <laughs> yeah I, agree. I would totally agree to that we um we got some Goliath bird eaters not too long ago on them I was Kind of uh, surprised how slow moving and chill they are. Mm. Like I just, you know, because I, I had a salmon pink and I was, you know, kind of like, uh, I, I bet, bet they're going to be like the same, you know, really fast and stuff like that. No, those Goliaths are mm. really yeah. slow moving, actually. You know, they're really,
3: mm. yeah. they're pretty cool. <laughs> I mean, it may have also been a little bit because uh, um, wherever we bought those from, they clearly did not take care of them. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, when when we got those uh, glide bird eaters, uh, they're like five inches or so. Yeah,
1: right around five or six, something like
3: that. Um, they were super skinny, and it was clear that they were dehydrated. Because we we put them into a new enclosure, and immediately they started drinking water. Wow. And buried their face in the water for like a oh, good, yeah. food. Um, like it was like five minutes that one of them drank.
0: Well, you know tarantula tarantula's thirsty when they do that oh
1: yeah for sure yeah. for sure yeah. I mean they're super fat now and one yeah. of them actually nice. yeah so but so they're happy now they have, they have a good home now but it was it was kind of sad to see them like that though yeah,
0: yeah I can imagine
1: I, I kind of noticed that a lot too like whenever people have tarantulas like I don't know if you notice at the expo whenever we have our tarantulas we have them in enclosures with dirt and little things for them to anchor onto and we, we yeah. try to get a little something to kind of keep them happy of you course know, of people that just go over there and their is just it's just dirt yeah you know
0: yeah i have i have noticed that at some expos that uh you know that there's occasionally breeders that just it's like they don't really care about the animal they're just caring about like the money that they make from it and that that's it's like a dark underbelly of our hobby i guess right
1: yeah yeah exactly yeah and it's almost you almost want to buy them all because you're like i'll save you. yeah it'd be better you know but
0: yeah and then definitely
1: are, yeah then they, yeah then there there you are with you know 70 80 100 tarantulas <laughs> right
0: so. <laughs> so simon i know that you go to the invert uh Expos there in in the uk so they're super lucky in the uk because they get um they get to go to invert shows that where it's all just invertebrates, so mantises, all the all the nine, no reptiles. So when you go to the invert shows, do you see is that something that occurs in the UK as well? Like do you see breeders that are just kind of like, what are you doing to these animals? <laughs> or is that just a weird thing that the States goes through? <laughs> um, well,
2: there's one tomorrow, bad show. Okay. Uh, yeah entomology show tomorrow so that that's again we'll just be books basically um i have seen one or two that could do better but on mm-hmm. the whole uh most people feed them i mean i am a breeder, and i i i just see here yeah, everything a lot of you know you can't just keep them if you go where uh, germany or somewhere like that you just keep them in the pots so, sure 32 ounce pots, nothing in them, sheets of tissue paper and a lolly stick, um, and that be it. That's that's a lot. Whereas you see, old mine are all green. Yeah, they've all yeah. Them, they've all got some kind of back in them for them to climb up. There's you know, there's so, something. And like these, I take them out as well. And I, if I'm doing something here, yeah, I will grab a random mantis, put him on the top, let him out, and let them move around. That's that is, I th- I think that's very fairly common across the board that that the, the over in the UK mm-hmm. uh, people keep them better if you like it's not just a, the box of dirt it's a lot of it, bioactive is, is a big thing I it mean,
0: really I mean you guys you kind <clears> of <throat> have it lucky when it comes to the bioactive because you could just go out into your yard and grab some dirt throw that in there and that's good uh, oh, yeah, I don't know April if, and Sam if you guys know, but uh, pesticides are actually banned in the UK, oh. so they oh. they don't have to worry about having like contaminated soil and stuff. Oh
3: cause... yeah, no, we, we definitely have to worry about that. Right?
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, <laughs>
3: you
2: definitely make your own anyway. Your substrates. I mean, you you still you still buy it. You know, you still buy the compost and the, the moss, and you know, you, you do it yourself. I mean, that that's like I say, that's one out of the garden that's yeah. she's she's got an amelia in there yeah uh, but they're yeah. all very similar to that they're all you know the bots and the hides and the the hides are all probably we'll just don't call it back you know yeah no if
3: you if you came to an expo here in the states i think you would be hard pressed to find somebody who sold something that looked like that with an I, animal in front of it typically a lot of people will sell the animals separate from the enclosure um yeah. and then you know, they, they get that extra couple of dollars out of you. And I mean, a couple of dollars, probably like 30 to 60 dollars, depending on what you're buying. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, like, uh, that's that's just kind of how it goes here. Like, we don't. A lot of a lot of people don't seem to expect to sell a hut, like a enclosure with the animal at the same price. You know what I mean? Whereas right. like.
2: Well, you wouldn't get that. I mean, you just I'd buy it. I an of some of I sell it in a pot. Right. You have that year. i mean it's you in your enclosure uh-huh. but what i'm saying is it's not the way i keep them right when they're here oh. with me oh that my gosh will simply be go for sales that's you know it goes in the pot for sales there you go there it is now put it in your balance right you know, setup. it's right oh, a transport point you can't transport well, the money.
3: so on that we actually we purchased um <laughs> our uh, feather-like baboon, uh-huh. um,
0: yeah.
3: we bought her, she was like one of the like fifth tarantula that we purchased. Um, uh-huh. Not a great starter tarantula, would not recommend, um, but we <laughs> bought her because she was she was fully grown, so she's about six inches, like, like that, um, wow. in a container about like that, and it was oh. like that tall, tiny little patch of dirt, like it didn't even cover the whole ground. Right. And she had been in there long enough where she had fully webbed it down so it was like a complete mat all the way around the enclosure so wow. she had been in there for a fairly significant amount of time because tarantulas they typically won't web until they're happy uh-huh. or they've decided, well this is just my life so like we kind of anticipate or speculate that um she had been going from expo to expo and had never actually been given a home and right yeah nah. yeah she, she
1: was mean too oh, yeah yep. uh-huh. she, she's happy now though like i mean I, I, don't, I try not to mess with her too much because i definitely know she you know she can't be spicy yeah oh yeah
3: but <laughs> she, she's definitely a
1: lot happier now she has this really tall enclosure that we gave her and she's got this nice. little hide a hole inside of there and nice yeah you know, she's she, she, she's happy now she's,
0: she's probably she, probably a little less spicy <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah
3: no, i mean you can you can open her enclosure you can actually like reach around in there and, and do some cleanup and everything like that. She won't even actually do anything now. Cool. Um when we got her, she fought for that dirt. She fought for it.
2: Yeah, that like
3: was... Wow. she was Aww. she was, you know, rearing up. She was stridulating, which is not
0: really common. Like you really have to bother a training. You agent. really have to yeah, absolutely. They have to be pretty mad to stridulate yeah we would not give up her
3: dirt we ended up having to like wow. slide her dirt into her new enclosure wow and um yeah she was super unhappy um but i mean it kind of goes to show if you actually take care of them well and you don't like constantly harass them yeah. any
0: tarantula could be a good tarantula oh yeah, yeah absolutely i mean well,
1: it, i was gonna say that's one cool thing i think about with how we set up ours is um those containers that we have i mean the tarantulas are actually happy inside those little homes
0: that we paid I agree. I mean, I, the cute little deli cup that I got the Salmopus arminia in um, that you, you know, you guys gave to me like has been wonderful. And to be honest, she's she's still in it only because she was definitely very happy. Like she felt secure in there. I know a secure tarantula, especially of that species is one that you're really not going to see very often just because you know they have that photo sensitivity and all that so she's really happy in what you provided for her and so actually she's getting to a point now where i'm like okay it's probably time to move her into a little bit bigger of one um but no i i agree with you you guys have done a really great job of of providing what they need even in little deli you know dixie cups and stuff i i'm 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 happy about that. You guys are awesome. And I, I think that, you know, we need more breeders like like you guys who take that extra measure because, um, you know, when you see other breeders that, you know, you can tell if they don't care about their animals or if that it's just, you know, money for them or whatever, you know, you can tell the difference between a breeder who's like, yeah, I, you know, this is a business, but I still care about this animal, yeah. you know, I, it, it, it goes a long way absolutely i I don't think either one of us signed up for this thinking we'd make a million dollars
3: right i mean who doesn't (laughs) from from the beginning we've been more talking about the conservation side of it as opposed to the actual like business side of it um that's I,
0: I, i am um i'm i i'm really big into the conservation side of things um i i agree with you i do do definitely think you know the hobby's got kind of its high points and low points um, but one of the best things that we could do is to to continue with that conservation efforts. So, like, for, I don't know if you're aware, but the Butterfly Pavilion, actually, they do a breeding program where they, they are all about conservation as well. So, they breed the butterflies that they have in-house, obviously. Right. But they also breed tarantulas. And, yeah. And, somebody
3: made mention of that yeah. to us, how they're looking for... Um, a male uh rose hair and, and oh we yeah had one. and then we we had bought our female and we we're like okay we're gonna wait we're gonna yeah. we're gonna breed our female um and then we're gonna go and offer that to the butterfly pavilion because yeah, absolutely I mean, after you breed them it's not like you can just go and be like oh eh, we're gonna breed it again you know and the yeah of them making it not great
0: so not great <laughs> <laughs> yeah well, and they you know, I was there in October and I saw that they had a, a mature male pulchra, And yeah. I mean, that's another species that like, it's hard to find slings of them sometimes just because they do grow so slowly and you have to wait for males, all that stuff. Um And yeah, I saw the mature male and I was like, they probably already bred him, but I could name at least four people that would make a really good use of this guy. Right. Um, <laughs> okay so speaking of like species specific do you guys have a dream species like is there a dream species of tarantula that you just you are you know one day you want to breed that or maybe you don't breed it now or whatever what are your thoughts i mean to be fair we
3: have a lot of what we're actually looking for We've got okay. the Lava Tarantula. We've got uh, the Brazilian Jewels. The we've got the Posatheria Metallicas. Cool. Um, I think we would like some more Posatherias because we've only got um, two species.
1: Yeah, we've okay. got, we got the, the Regalis and the Metallica.
3: Yeah, yeah. And, and we've actually got like uh, three Metallicas, uh, one female, two males. Mm-hmm. Um, and then her regalis, I mean, we thought for the longest time as a female, because she's like, <laughs> she, she was a good, you know, five and a half inches, which oh, should like be well beyond, well, but that should be like well beyond sub adult, right? Yes. Um, yeah. yeah. So so she's she's about yay big now. Um, okay. Six six and a half, ish, maybe seven inches, mm-hmm. and just came out as male like a week ago and I was like, what happened? You looked so, female for so long and now all of a sudden you're a male, like. <laughs> right. Um, and, and typically they say when you're breeding tarantulas, uh, two thirds of the size of like a full adult is uh-huh. uh, when they should be like uh, breeding ready, I guess. Oh, so yeah, I didn't know that.
1: Yeah. 75% Yeah, of their full Sorry,
3: size. Sorry. Yeah. 75%. So. You would think that a six and a half inch tarantula would have um, like sexed out earlier. Yeah, because they, they only get like seven, seven to nine inches, I think. And the males are typically smaller than that. So right. it was like just all of a sudden out of nowhere, suddenly we had a male and I
0: was like, "Huh. Oh, what a trip. <laughs> <laughs> what yeah. a trip.
1: Yeah, I, uh, I guess now we got to look for a female of those.
0: Yep. <laughs> definitely i can't not, tell with like, my regalus oh go ahead it, simon i'm sorry do
2: you not do your own like checking the out to see where it is before
0: I- um we
3: do we're not like great or 100 percent at it so, so we'll get it wrong occasionally um when they fully mature that's like the the easiest way to tell whether it's male or female um yeah. the the uh, post-it they don't really have whole lot of difference in their colorations mm-hmm. um, so they're they're not i would say they're wholly sexually dimorphic
1: yeah the the, the metallicas are
0: um, the metallicas are yeah yeah but it's, the, the males are a lot more blue and the females tend to kind of get a little more black as they get get older
3: yeah well what i'm saying is it's a bit more subtle than uh like say the solopaeus
0: oh um, sure they're, yeah, they're yeah.
3: drastically different you know what i mean Right. Um, so I mean, we'll look at it, we'll give it our best guess. Um, I actually work for a microscope company, so I can actually look at them under a surgical microscope. But well, that's it, cool. Even still, <laughs> it doesn't help when they like shred their mold or something like that. Um, or you rip it apart when you're taking it out of the cage. So yeah. it just depends on how they bolt and, and if we get a complete and whole mold.
1: Really? Yeah. I, I, if we actually get a whole mole, I like to put it in water and just let it soak for a bit, and then oh, try yeah. to see if I can see something about that. And just some, sometimes it's just hard to tell too. Yeah. I mean, it's just, you know, you think you know what you're doing sometimes, and then you go and you do it, and then also it turns out to be the opposite.
0: Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, so. and that's that's one thing I love about our hobbies that we're just always learning.
2: Yeah. And uh,
0: I mean, that's kind of the the point of our podcast here as well. Is like. We're just we're just trying to learn, um, and and keep learning obviously, but also making that information accessible for people, you know, through our shared experiences. I think that's 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 gold.
3: Yeah. yeah. Well, and the other half of that is, uh is that I'd say like ninety percent of the time, I'll look at it and think one thing, he'll look at it, think the other thing, and then we're just in disagreement, and we
0: make a bet yeah. and uh, throw it to the wind, you know? Yeah. So. Oh yeah. <laughs> So uh, what, uh, so I'm sorry, I'm totally going to change the topic, um, but I want to know what goals do you have for eight legged adventures in the future? I mean,
3: really a lot of our goals are about conservation.
1: Yeah. It would be really cool. We were hoping to maybe if we can get bigger, um, maybe at some point in time we can actually get in contact with people like in India, you know, where the pokies are from and maybe see if, we could pull some of our egg sacs and actually see if we might be able to send them to them yeah so they can maybe try to reintroduce them i, I don't know how yes i, I mean I, I don't know how easy it's going to be to actually find somebody who's willing to do that kind of thing
0: i you know i think for that the best way to go about doing that um would probably be through the zoological societies i can so yeah like getting getting in touch with like the denver zoo and just kind of talking to them about that just seeing how that goes but i do think the zoological societies would probably be the best way to go about that because they're uh, boo excuse me that's essentially what a good zoo does right is you know they keep these rare species and stuff um and then of course they educate the public about them but then, on top of that, they are doing, you know, breeding programs where they're trying to reintroduce species into the wild where they came from. Uh, right.
1: I don't I mean, know if you guys. That, that's oh. going to be down the road, though. I mean, we're not yeah, quite yeah. a big scale yet to, right. You know, be able to do all that. But eventually, you will be. You will yeah. be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're working on it. But eventually, that's that would be an, like the end goal for us is to be able to try to help yeah. them out, and then also like. April kind of has this idea about, like, if we ever could have, like, a storefront, we could actually, like, sure. do a thing where people could, like, come in and, like, learn about them, you know, like, as opposed to seeing them as scary tarantulas, you know, maybe people would actually see them in a different light, they're a little bit more educated about it, you know?
3: Right, yeah. So maybe
1: something like that, if we ever could, too, that'd be kind of cool. Yeah,
3: and, and Absolutely.
0: like,
3: um, we also uh, kind of want to help bring down the price of some of the tarantulas that are out there because people charge yeah. a lot of money and what ends up happening is then people who are importing for a lot less can undercut the people who are breeding here. Um, yeah, so that's why we don't have like our, our prices are super reasonable. Um, when we actually get like our Mexican half and half breed in our post theory Metallica's, we're, we're not going to charge very much for them because we would rather somebody um, purchase from somebody who's actually breeding as opposed right. to you. Um, to somebody who's importing and importing is actually like they can sell it for a less price than people who are breeding or i guess it's more of a greed factor where people choose to sell it for more when they breed um because the cost of taking care of these animals is really not that high
0: well i also think that a lot of time that it's it's the time aspect so they're considering like okay i captive bred the species but how much time did they put into it and so they're kind of factoring that also into that i mean um, if you want to <laughs> say
3: that then then anything that was captive bred should be more like way more expensive you know what i mean
0: i agree i mean i i do think that like pricing is is out there and it's kind of weird like the initial the initial purchase is probably the worst you know <laughs> cuz after that like you said it they're they're generally pretty easy to take care of I mean, you don't need like these fancy enclosures, you know what yeah. I mean? Like you could get a big, I, I get these cheesy puff bins, oh, yeah. those big cheesy puff bins, clean them out real good and drill a bunch of holes for air and stuff. Those those are amazing enclosures for fossorials yeah. and arboreals, you know. Yeah. Uh, the Dollar tree actually has really good
3: enclosures yeah. in there, Tupperware and stuff like that. Oh yeah. Um, a dollar and you get
0: like five or six enclosures and it's like well right hard to beat that. <laughs> yeah so i mean there's definitely ways to like mitigate that cost essentially um but yeah i don't know i mean there's it's a huge topic you know it's a it's a pretty big controversial topic in the hobby and and in our community the uh captive bred versus wild caught um i i I agree with you guys. I definitely don't support wild caught. I did. I mean, I think that occasional wild caught specimen being introduced into the hobby is good for bio like for that diversity in the bloodlines and keeping the bloodlines kind of fresh. And, you know, that way we're not breeding cousins all the time, uh, <laughs> you know, but there's, there's a limit to it. There's yeah. Cause see, we can't keep taking them from the wild, because then they're just going to disappear, well, which they, they, you know, they are. Yeah, they they never get put back either. That's, that's right. sort of the problem. I mean,
3: yeah. I, I would hazard a guess that almost nobody is sending those animals back over. I mean, there may be a few, like the zoological societies, but nobody who's huh. like sitting down and breeding a ton of different species is really going to send them back because they're making money off of it right now.
0: Yeah, honestly. So,
3: Right. I mean, we had sort of talked about having like a cap on how much we would actually charge for an animal. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's just because we want people to have the availability to purchase those animals and still get something that is gonna be, you know, I guess a little more endangered, but um, that way it's gonna dissuade them from purchasing from people who are uh, bringing them in from overseas. So then one day they'll just stop doing it all together because it, it's not lucrative anymore right
2: yeah
3: uh, yeah one,
1: that, that's the hope one day and I mean I'm pretty sure you guys can you know also say from your parts you guys probably try to buy captive bread and stuff you know always so, yeah so if everybody does their part you yeah. know it kind of it also helps I think that's a, a
0: yeah. huge
1: part of it is just informing people you know hey don't buy something that's not captive bread you know and just trying to right get that information out and get that knowledge out to people who especially like people who are new into the hobby who might not yeah. understand necessarily quite yet yeah and, well
0: no i totally i totally agree i i feel like it it just doesn't make sense to buy a wild caught because pretty much every species that's already established in the hobby and and here you can find that species captive bred. Mm-hmm. like no matter what no matter where you are no matter where you live you know you can find that species captive bred there's no need to to purchase a wild caught and right. you know if you're doing that then you're just you know you're burning down the rainforest <laughs> yeah. Very much yeah, yeah. <laughs> i mean okay, the unfortunate so- thing
3: is that some people like they don't even tell you whether they're wild caught or captive bred they'll just put it on their website or whatever right um, right then i mean like you can't blame the consumer for
0: not knowing in that situation, but I mean. You can kind of fish it out though. I mean, obviously Tom Patterson, he's captive breeding. You know, uh, Fear Not Tarantulas, they're <laughs> not, you know, Spider Shop, they're captive breeding as well. Um, we have a really great question from, from one of our audience members here. It says, how can you tell if a person at an exotic show is using wild caught spiders, are there signs?
3: Um. Yeah, so, for one, you can ask them. Um, right. Anyone who's breeding will know exactly what they've bred. Um, yeah. I mean, uh, the other thing is, if it's a large animal, like, if it's over three inches, and they only want, like, 25 or $30 for it, it's likely um, wild-caught.
0: Wild-caught, yeah.
3: Yeah. Um, the price of it really will tell you a lot about uh, how they've cared for that animal or how long they've cared for it. Um, if typically in the hobby, if you care for something longer, you can charge more for it. So, uh, a three inch uh, juvenile tarantula, you could charge uh, sometimes triple the price. Um, sure. so if somebody's selling a sling and a three inch tarantula at the same price, it's pretty clear to me at least that they've likely not raised that animal. And it's okay. a fair possibility that it is wild caught.
1: I know right now, um, the Goliaths and the pink toes are pretty common in being wild yep. cotton brought in.
0: Yep. Yeah, that is. Yeah. And I think that also contributed into the kind of the mess that Avicularia that is in right now. Because yep. now, we, you know, we're trying to figure out is this an M1 or an M6? We don't know. Uh, yeah. I don't even you know.
3: I honestly,
1: we kind of have actually washed our hands of the Avicularia yeah. just because it's so. Yeah there's so much there you know i mean yeah
3: it's not clear either
1: yeah
3: um what what i've found to be interesting is like people will find something with this like color variation Mm. and the scientific community will give it a new genus everything like that they might put it with something that's similar it's a high possibility they won't and then um (laughs) what will end up happening is it'll get reclassified six times and then eventually settle to where it is now um (laughs) so that's what happened with the Carabina versicolors. They actually yes. used to be Abaculara uh, versicolor, I believe, and they've changed the genus so many times on them. And yeah, and now it's like, well, what? Wh- where where are we now? Because it's, <laughs> it's pink toe, but it's not a pink toe. So it's just yeah. a weird thing. Um, and like uh, this, uh, I saw one. I don't remember what it's called. It was like a chicken
0: spider or something like that oh yeah the uh the one in mexico yeah. Right?
3: Le- yeah, right yeah 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 is it Las something or something like that
0: yeah yeah I'm- El Corte, Yeah. point. Like, why is this thing so expensive when you look well, at it's it really rare according to people i you know i'm not really sure but it's probably so expensive because it's it's really rare or it's really endangered um and it probably is a typical new world mexico tarantula and it takes five years to to put maybe, on any size maybe, so, maybe. The, the
3: thing is that
0: um i think
3: just recently it was scientifically classified and i'm willing to bet that it will be reclassified multiple times and end up not being this quote-unquote mystical chicken spider it's yeah. going to be a color variation of something else right so it's possible um i mean that's kind of what happened with like the painful uh like SB mascara and cascadia and everything like that. Uh-huh. Yep.
1: Whatever
2: yeah, yeah. They
3: all look very similar and I would yep. not be surprised if eventually they all get brought into the same genus because it's just a
0: locale difference is how they were named. Yep. So, yeah. Well, uh, April and Sam and Simon, we've reached our shameless plug portion of our show we that was that's our hour we did good you guys did wonderful i'm glad that we got um got a chance to you know talk with you and really get to to hear all about eight uh eight legged adventures and kind of where you guys came from and where you're where you're going so at this point do you have anything that you want to shamelessly plug
1: yes so right here this is uh if you put what it's dot com at the end of this. Yep. that'll be our website, and you guys can yes. check.
0: Yeah. So absolutely, everybody, go visit Eight Legged These guys are really cool. If you obviously live in the Colorado area, um, they go to. I see you guys at pretty much every show that I go to. So um, they are fantastic, wonderful people. Absolutely love seeing you guys at the show for sure. So check out their website, order some spiders for them, help a small business get bigger
1: <laughs> yeah. thank you guys so much for having us and whoever's listening thank you guys for taking the time to listen to us talk today it's yeah. definitely appreciated so
0: yeah uh we're so thrilled simon do you have any shameless plugs
2: no same as usual. Buy my mattress. <laughs> <Rock Okay>. on. years to go this my channel fine like and subscribe to this one Awesome.
0: All right. Um, I of course am tarantula Leah, so check out my channel, uh, and like and subscribe to Inverticast because we are just awesome like that. Next week, uh, we have a really cool guest coming up. I don't want to spoil it, so you guys are gonna have to pay attention to the Facebook and whatnot. So. <sighs> But in any case, thank you again so much, 8 Legged Adventures. April and Sam, you guys are fantastic. I absolutely loved having you on the show. Um, I feel like it went really, really well. You guys are so much fun to talk to. And hopefully, we can keep getting your name out there and and send some business your way. Because we need more breeders like you guys who are, you know, you care about your animals, and you're all about that uh, conservation. So rock on. We're I doing
1: our best. Yeah, we're, we're trying. We're doing our best. And thank so you guys so much. Good for having us.
0: Yeah. Simon, what was that?
2: As I do get a lot of questions every day. I get 100, 200 people messaging me every single day. and some of them are yeah. American. And they'll ask me, like, where well, you can buy fibers and whatnot and all sorts of things. So, yeah, I've got another one on my list now. I can uh, I can yes. post them to you. So, go on. Well, thank nice. you. Well, appreciate it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> That's fantastic. Okay, well, thank you everybody for watching. That is it for us. We will see everybody next week again. Thank you so much. We'll see you guys. Thanks Thanks for having us.